Hey, Richie McCormick here from OTB's Rugby Daily. We'll keep you up to date throughout this year's Six Nations. So subscribe to Off The Ball Rugby and you can listen to Rugby Daily for free wherever you get your podcasts. The Six Nations. Join in the obsession. OTB GAA. Hello there and you're very welcome along to yet another episode of The Football Pod. I've got Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue back with me. Fellas, have you ever, you know, celebrated a draw? front of the stand or have you ever gone and taken a photo of the club photographer like Martin Odegaard did yesterday <laughs> after the game that was a bit over the top from Odegaard nah Jimmy come on can't be done no, he, no. Uh, fair enough he took the first photograph then they checked it they realised that he didn't look good enough so they went back and took that another was more genuine photograph I don't think he did he realise he was on camera like on the TV camera the camera was about two foot away from him he definitely yeah, I, knew I, I it was all for sure and Odegaard's kind of Odegaard's a bit of class isn't he Typical, like, Scandinavian. He's, start, he's starting to do a lot of, like, fist-pumping to the crowd, and now That's, he's, like, taking photos know, of the photographer. He's, he's, on a, he's on a, a dodgy line. Well, that's coming from Arteta. I don't like Arteta, lads. I mean, like, really? No. See, his goal, when a goal went in, and he was down the sideline giving it the big one, and he's... <laughs> he's if, you put it, if you're playing against him, he is a pain in the hole, isn't he? Like, I'd say he all is, the managers definitely. do not like him, like... Like he's, all, he's too serious. Yeah, and he's all out of his technical area and all that crap. But no, I didn't mind that Odegaard. Like. Okay. Was it not utterly class. hypocritical from Carragher? That's what, yeah. And I like Carragher. I have to say, I like less yeah. of Carragher. Uh, but he was full of shit. How oh, was it hypocritical to Carragher? Because he t- well, think Liverpool, though, he gives it the absolute big one. Like. The 2-2 draw in front of the cop. No, I, I don't mind. I agree, right? But the, they can celebrate away, especially after a big win. Celebrate with the crowd. Taking pictures of nah, the photographer Jimmy. was just a bit cringe, I thought. It turned out the right It was just like... It, it was turned like, out the right came here all day, I was thinking you're better than that, Martin. I know. Be a bit more <laughs> sentimental. Not Marty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Marty. Nah, uh, Carragher, Carragher was full of shit there. I thought he was messing Surely with he said at first, and then he doubled down. He's like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, you're going to get hammered for that, he did have a great tweet though, and he was he referenced um, Neil, Neil Warner. Warner. <laughs> yeah. you, if you come at Carragher on Twitter, he's not shy and coming back, isn't he? Not like no, I saw he, him back at a few people. He's right? all action, isn't he? What a man! Uh, anyway, other than that, there was phenomenal GA over the weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, Serious the, sporting weekend, <laughs> brilliant weekend. Yeah, it's hard with the bank holiday. Yeah, have you ever celebrated a league win in Mayo as being significant or down in Kerry, Paddy? Because they're in short demand at the minute for the dubs. No. We had a great night in Mayo a couple of years back when the game was called off at half time for fog. Yeah. We were down staying overnight. We were playing well. It was twenty twelve maybe. Fog came in, game called off half time, and we went on the absolute piss out to Westport. It was one of the best nights we had. So it was like totally random. So, you, know, you, you don't know what's coming. Like, we were there, and some lads were still wearing shorts, shorts and socks from the game. Like, and ended up blowing the hinges off. It was a great gig. But uh, <laughs> any other time, I think we used to go up and back in the one day. That, that was a bit of a ball, mm-hmm. like, like, you get yeah. home at half two, three o'clock. We had a good record in, in Casabar. And it's, I, I, it's the same with you guys, Jimmy. We used to play you the last couple of years under Jim. We used to go up and back in the one day. Oh my God. Driving back from Clarity. Yeah, you, know. you, dread, you dread that weekend. Oh you? man. You need to enjoy. There's no joy in that. Come yeah. on. No, but you know what it was like before, kind of early on, when Pat was the manager, Jim was the manager, we'd go down, you go early on the Saturday and you'd stay over. You wouldn't get home till the Sunday evening. So the whole weekend was gone. So it was kind of like, would you rather this or would you rather just suck it up and get out of there? Um, at least you've all Sunday on your own. And we went with that, but geez, there were long days though, yeah. Yeah. But one of the, and no, would you stop on the way up for a few points or on the way or pull in? On the way up to the game? No, no. no on the way home. On the no, way home, you wouldn't no, stop No, we anywhere. never did, no. Eat in Killarney and home straight. I used to eat in, no, because they're always in Tralee. Because always, they're always night games. So we'd eat in, what's the hotel? Oh, yeah. Is it the Rose? Is that the name of the hotel? Yeah. The Rose in there, hotel. and honestly, you're on the road, you're out the gap. Long days, though, Jesus, they were. But no, we never. That is a long day. We wouldn't have stayed, even, like, we did, we did a decent record as well in Clary uh, early days, and uh, we wouldn't have went on the piss after. No. But one of the best nights we did, Westport, game's called off, great kick. <laughs> the replay match we lost by about 20 points, they absolutely barred us, so yeah. It probably will come to a phase where a manager 
does a clap and brings everyone over and starts doing the waving to the crowd like it probably will go there at some what, stage like, what's a major win like what, what was the best atmosphere last year like what was a massive win man had beaten our man pedos did they give the big one to the crowd Probably, like, I don't know if that's really a thing in the GA though, is it really? No. But like, you might but have, that was, you might have soaked it up on maybe the a bit pitch. Differently, but a league game. Soak it up on the pitch, maybe. And it, more likely in the league game because in Crow Park, especially for that game, that was a double header. All mm. the fans are strewn all over the stadium. You have no section. Yeah. Well, you have a bit of a section, but I think I can see a team doing that in the in National League. When when your eyes are on, you know, such a big prize, like a lot of the teams are. Desi Farrell's talking about prepping for the summer. Mickey Hart's the same. Yeah. Are you able to actually enjoy the journey of the year? Like, is that something that players can do? Because that is, I suppose, what Ian Wright was saying back to Jamie Carragher, let them enjoy it. I think if you're, if, from a personal point of view, if you're going well early, it's it's easy to enjoy it then. But yeah. like as a player, I find, or I found that I was constantly thinking what I'm short or, you know, what I need to do or what I'm missing or where I'm not. Do you know, there was only a couple of years where I, I found... Well, I, that I was fit enough to kind of feel that I could enjoy the year from the, from the off. And that's important from where you fit mm. into the team from the I very beginning. Yeah. yeah You're selfish. Like players are selfish. It's, you know, like you want, you want to be going well yourself first and foremost, really, you know? Because yeah. you have to look I after agree, Jimmy. You have to get yourself right. Knocks and niggles or you're not playing well or like particularly like the older players, you're on a different probably training program. You're doing quite a lot of fitness work. Uh, when the team is playing early rounds of the league and stuff and just the, the nature of it it's so relentless like, like say Mayo win there the other night against Dublin okay there's, there's actually a break now for the hurdle starts this weekend a couple of younger lads will be playing Sigerson and stuff like that but it's week on week and even since we've stopped playing it's even more like that with the schedule of the championship mm-hmm. so there's not really time and it's not just going on, on the, the piss like lights out great and all that stuff but just getting time to just take a breath and relax and like some of the best are the most enjoyable things I would have had in my double career but weren't necessarily nights out it was more you go on a training camp and it might be two weeks or two three weeks till the next game and you kind of relax a little bit there and just enjoy each other's company and stuff like that but the reality it's so particularly the teams competing to win the All-Ireland like it is it's high pressure like mm. maybe too much maybe you put too much pressure on yourself but um, but it is there's it is, times but- where it's if it doesn't, if it doesn't go well, even a bad, even a bad trade session, yeah. it weighs on you. Yeah, honestly, it does. Like, yeah, so I think that's just elite sport, doesn't it? Like Jimmy, you've yeah, yeah, manacles and crushing laws. That's just the nature. Of yeah, it. but say even after, say a team loss when he you, you've all not played well or you've all not delivered, like the atmosphere, even in training on a, on a Tuesday night, is is not enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you're not laughing, like, joking there. Like it's, you're not. We got, no, we got to get to work. Like yeah, you're not. And if you dig out a one point win there, it's the opposite. It's all laughs and jokes. Every fella, the most boring bastard, is cracking every sort of a joke after one <laughs> yeah, point win. Laugh and laugh. Like, like, there's nothing. It's there's nothing enjoyable about losing, and there's nothing enjoyable about you personally not going well. I suppose that's that's the longest short of it. Because I remember one of my later games against you guys, Jimmy Down. I remember the row. You was beat us by a point. There was a big row in the tunnel. Mm. Was it was yeah. it nineteen or was it eighteen? It was one of those was, couple of years. Nineteen. That was, 20, that was it. Would have been nineteen. Yeah, it would have been nineteen. Nineteen, maybe. And uh, and he beat us. And like to be brutally honest, we had fuck all done. Like we we were not. It was an early enough round game in the league. None of us were in great shape. We've been we'd enjoyed the winter and stuff like that. And we knew. And then. Just the way that game went, the Kerry Crowber giving it the big one, like and and Kerry. To be fair. <laughs> Absolutely, giving like, it large or giving it the large, like you know, you're like, you want Sam? <laughs> it was like that, and the zone, and then you lose the game, and the way you lose it, ah, oh, we were few. Crowley got a fist of point at the end of it. Yeah. Peter Crowley, and then yeah. you remember there was a massive, there was a massive brawl in the middle of the yeah. field, and uh, Jim Gavin power walked over across yeah. the field. Right, I thought, this fella is going to lay someone. <laughs> he just walked past everyone and just onto the onto the sideline, just ignored a massive brawl in the but middle it, of the field. But that was like. For a game that like we weren't, you know, if, if you said to us before that match you're going to lose this game, we'd have been like, okay, that's grand. We can kind of understand. But the way it happened, like I remember, I had a mark, where I point down right at the end, and I hit the post with it. So then I was like, oh for fuck's sake, like raging for like 
a month after that. Like every training session was taking the kick, 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 kick. And I, none of us really played well in the game. And like for two, three weeks, that was like, the atmosphere was like, right, we have to get to work. It was a big wake-up call. It was brilliant for us oh. in the grand scheme of things. But it was like, that's just an example of a league game. That it, we weren't really at it. And it was like the atmosphere had an edge for weeks after that. So mm-hmm. did you enjoy that? <laughs> like, oh, it's hard to look back. I don't know if we did, but we just had to do it. Like. But it's like yeah, that see, that's why sometimes you're better off coming out on the wrong side. Some of those results, if you're strong mm-hmm. enough mentally, it can really be a turning point for your season. Whereas if you're, if you come out with a one point win and you think you're great, or you think, do you know what? We're not doing too bad. No, you, it might just give you kind of a false sense of security as a group. You, know? you learn, you learn way well, more from the field. I, Home, I thought like, that's just that's given. You do, you, you, but I'm just the, the atmosphere in the camp is yeah. is so much better after winning. But sometimes it, it it kind of masks over maybe this early in the year. Anyway. But, but we we need problems. We needed a hard atmosphere for a couple of weeks. That we needed to yeah. focus again. That was a big part for us, and that's. Like it was, it was for watching the covers on RT the other night. It was Keegan and Whelan, and it was kind of like a quip, like you don't want to win the league. Like and Mayo, kind of obviously last year is the example where they, they were brilliant in the spring, and then it just had a bit of a disaster in the championship. But uh, you know, there's a balance there. You want a positive atmosphere. You do want players to try and enjoy it as much as you can, but you do need to have a bit of an edge as well. The old Michael Jordan, like I took that personally. Uh, yeah. It does have a place in teams and sports, most certainly. Well, that's something we're definitely seeing in the first two rounds of the league. We're seeing a lot of teams maybe get over the line without playing too well. I thought one of the quotes of the weekend, actually, Paddy went to one of your former teammates, Jer Brennan. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Great win for him. So, Jerry's he, always he go says, for a quote, though, I have to say. Yeah, he says, against a more clinical team, Cork would rule the number of chances they missed. I thought we won playing poorly, which is great, too. There's an awful lot of work, a lot to work on, so I wouldn't be overly pleased. I wouldn't be licking myself or the lads wouldn't be too much. What a way to put it. <laughs> Have you Georgie there beside you? <laughs> the little, yeah, the little cat is there beside me. He is very, very fond of licking himself. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, that was a great win for Jer. Yeah. Because they, they would have been disappointed. They nearly pulled off a brilliant win, obviously, up in Armagh, which is in Division 2, probably the toughest game there to, to play Armagh away. I know Tony Gall have started well as well, but... For allowed to get a win at home against Cork. And Cork. Oh, no, did you tip them in the end, Jimmy? No. no I did. You, I, you I did. said last year they'd have a good year. You gave them a good year ceiling this year. They they the ceiling. They're not going to do anything this year. 100 percent But uh they're jeez, that's too bad of results now, no. Yeah, well, but, but for Jaron Loud, like after it was a tough gig going in after Mickey Hart. I mean, I know they they did a piece last week where they're kind of saying, look, Mickey Hart is gone, don't worry about that. We we kind of move on. But mm. um but that's a good win. Two, so two more importantly, two really good performances, obviously for the first couple of weeks, and now all the teams get a chance to kind of take a breath, Regroup. reset. They have two weeks till till the next round of the games, and then, like I say, it's relentless there through the whole, basically the end of February and all the way through March. It is it is flat to the match. So you're getting a little bit of a sense of what teams are trying to do and what teams are going to have a are up against it, you can, and what teams are going to have a good season. So you kind of it's been very interesting over the first couple of weekends. Like, yeah, it's, it's worth remembering who Jared Brennan has alongside him as he's, you know, establishing himself as an Erdogan County coach. He's got Niall Moyna, who would have yeah. been involved with DCU and the Dubs back in the day, and Monaghan native. they got James McCartan, wee James from Down. Uh, David White is a coach as well. He's also got James Downey and Paulo Flynn. He's a really strong back routine that, that Jared Brennan's Downey, put together. Yeah, I know Jimmy Downey well. Uh, yeah. Moyna obviously was with us with DCU. Top class, kind of... Uh, strength conditioning and all that side of things as well so a good little team about him yeah definitely has yeah. he sourced all those himself do you reckon like is he gone and put together his whole team there or is there I would have thought he knew James McCartan I could be wrong uh, he would have yeah, definitely known like a random enough he would have known Jimmy Downey who's an ex rugby player with Northampton and Munster he would have known him from around Dublin definitely he was out Griffith Avenue uh, and he would have known mine obviously with Dublin at DCU uh, but I thought uh, the James McCartan one because James McCartan could easily be a head coach himself and has been very mm. successful obviously with Queens uh, had a bit of <laughs> a bit of disaster much to our amusement with Down that time probably we were being a bit harsh with that but um, I didn't I didn't know how Jerry would have met him but like I say it's there's a lot of people who know what they're at in, in that management team so mm, 100%. you can see that in the first couple of weeks 
Yeah, and it's look, that's the second time in a row in the league that Loud have beaten Cork yeah. in RD. That's two years in a row. So they have the Hexham there. Cork missed the clatter goal chances. John Cleary said they performed better than they did against Donegal and they'll be hoping to bounce back. They're going to have three games in a row now and we're back next week. So Cork, rock bottom of Division 2. That is definitely one of the headlines of the weekend. The Dubs, as you mentioned, are rock bottom of Division 1. I don't want to linger on Dublin Mayo too much, lads, but just a few things. Kevin McStay afterwards uh, was laughing. He said he would have taken a point, but he was delighted <laughs> to take the two. Uh, Desi Farrell said, a lot of the teams, from what we understand, have been back a long time. We want to be as competitive as we can in the league, but we are always looking towards the summer and what that brings us. We're not going to put a gun to our head in terms of Division 1 status being crucial or paramount to us. James, the dubs seem to be just one of these teams that don't have to overly worry about, you know, mm. being a on the wrong side of a result. They play quite well, actually, at times in both of their games against Dublin and Mayo. They've obviously got a, maybe seven or eight established players and seven new players coming in as well. Would you be worried about the dubs? No. I, I think the dubs are, are fine. They'll be they'll be right in the mix. Top three again, guaranteed come the come the summer. They'll be fine. Like if you look through their team, they're back I mean, four of their back seven, five of their back seven are arguably not first pick, and they're still they're still performing admirably there. Like there was a lot of ball that went in to the male full back line in the or to the male full forward line the first half. They came back out. I thought the Dublin full back line were tight. They were up there, they were getting fist in. So I think that if they can get maybe, and I've always said it about Dublin, they need to keep producing a couple of defenders just to keep keep that um that full back line solid because Fitzsimons is he's obviously getting a bit older. They need probably to get one or two in there. And then like they just keep churning out performances. They don't need to be winning these games, I don't think. Yeah. They're fine. Like they're they're not going to be under pressure. But the one thing that I noticed or that was that was very impressive, I thought, was it was actually by Mayo. Say with the when Conor Cadden had the shot and it was given for a wide. Yeah. And it was the game was going to be a draw, probably. But Mayo had a chance and they risked it. Reap went long from the kickout, right? If they lose that, they probably lose the game. So they they in fairness to Reap, he said, I'm going long here. And if we win it, there's a good chance we could win the game. And they did win it. They probably got a soft free, but they worked it brilliantly from there. But I just thought that was excellent by Mayo to say, do you know what? We're at home. Let's launch this long, win it and win the game. Yeah. So were you what, what were you impressed by Mayo in the end? Because at uh, 12 minutes to eight in our WhatsApp group, you weren't overly impressed with them. <laughs> no, that I thought, might yeah, have I thought been they were the, up to nothing. It was, was the gargle it, talking there, Jimmy? <laughs> it was 6-2. It was 6-2. After the first and they quarter. Were, yeah, they were struggling bad. Do you want to read out what you said? No. No. Okay, I'll read That's it. That's in the member spot, Thursday. We'll keep it in the group. We'll keep it in the member spot. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> the group chats are very secret. Okay. Group. Sac- I don't, I don't sac- want to sac- breach sac- any confidence. Like you breach any confidence. Can't, but, can't <laughs> Paddy, can I just mention, right, so... Uh, Kevin McLaughlin is retired. He wasn't a starter for Mayo anyway. They're clearly lacking a left-footed free-taker. Aidan yeah. O'Shea had been taking some. Um, I heard Dean Rock talking about the process that he went through and knowing he would know when a player was going to miss a free. And yeah. it felt like O'Shea had won that he maybe just rushed yeah. a little bit yeah. and went wide. Later on, Reiner who wins that free off Keane Murphy. I thought, it for, I, thought, I thought it was a free. Same. I, I know, thought it was you said it was harsh. I thought it was... I thought Kay Murphy, Murphy had an excellent game. Obviously, he's maybe relatively inexperienced at that level, but um, I thought the structure of Dublin defence, if you remember, two weeks ago against Monaghan was really, really poor. He struggled with runners from deep. Um, Monaghan could have scored five goals. I think the only... Mayo's goal wasn't even a goal chance. So, so I thought Dublin's performance yeah. was... I actually thought it was their best league performance in a number of years. I'd, I'd be very, really, yeah, I'd be very, very happy with Dublin's performance the other day. I thought the first and third quarters they were excellent. The younger players yeah. on it, I think Theo Clancy. I know we we kind of yes. touched on him with, with Kilmacook Croaks. That guy is the, he looks good. Uh, that guy, do you think he has the materials? Yeah, I, I think he has the potential to play with Dublin in the championship for the next ten years. Wow. Um, I do. Um, and what is that? Is that the athleticism? Is that the hair? Uh, athleticism, his mentality, his aggression. And I was on Aidan O'Shea. And look, he's only a young, young guy, very young guy. And he will make mistakes. And playing in Castle Bar in those conditions um, might suit generally defender. There's people, I know, Dublin playing Ross, he's next to play Kerry and Crow Parks with very different challenges. But I think what I've seen of him is not just the other night. I thought he was good the other night, but, but with Kilmico Croaks and things like that, I think he. 
he could be a definitely addition over the next couple of years. Because obviously, Fitzy's a little bit older, um, but Davy Bird has got who who would have been, you know, the last decade has been kind of the next man in in, in that double yeah. defence. So I agree with Jimmy. They, they need to find defenders. I thought Greg McEnany was very good after struggling with with O'Hanlon the week before. So for Dublin, those younger players, and this is what Daisy's kind of getting at to supplement. I mean, guys, I think he'd be really happy. I thought defensively they were good. And up front, I thought they were a bit better than, than they have been. Khan probably had his best game. Still not, not what we know Khan can do, but I think he was far more of an influence there as well. Um, so I think they'll be happy with it. But, but on the free, sorry, I'm going to totally off the edge there. I thought okay, it was yeah. a free. Kim Murphy, I think it was a really good game. That kind of plus one, he cut out a lot of those balls where Mayer were going direct. Um, but I, I, the play was happening and I was like, don't do this. Show us how experienced you are, or the experience you've gained of being in the, in the squad for the last couple of years. A really good game. Ryan O'Donoghue, we've all been in that situation, boys. Just, you're waiting. He wants on. that fault. Uh, he's like, you're... please, please touch me. Just, <laughs> just, I'm waiting for this. He's looking over. Yeah. And he's like, don't do it. Don't, even if he gets this, the conditions, it's an injury time. He's not going to get around you. And he and he just gives the left <laughs> an excuse. So, so I thought it wasn't free, uh, but I thought Ryan was doing brilliant with the because Mayo, like I said, they don't just, have the left foot free. Even if they had a left foot free, that's a very difficult. He's on the sideline, so yeah. to, again to mirror what Jimmy's point uh, uh, earlier in the score, it was a risk. You know, you're, you're taking a thirty yard crossfield kick pass. You know that is that could go wrong, and it has gone. But wrong. he had to hit it into his mouth because yeah, he couldn't belt it as soon as the whatever. dubs knew what was happening they sprinted out to Boland mm. but because the pass was so good all the Boland had to do was take one step it was, it was a great score to win it for, yeah for, it was for yeah. But, but over the course of the game I know for 60 minutes I, th- I think Dublin were a, a far better team for McStay obviously and he kind of tongue in cheek after the game he, he probably got away with a win but it's still a good win for him puts them They're really in, in, in a good yeah. position yeah no absolutely and like we I were just so. talking it's a win yeah. over Dublin you know, and like, after the how last season finished in the championship for them. You see the reaction just, to supporters and stuff like that. Maybe that's the you know, Jamie Carragher bit off the top. Ah, but, no, I, I, I actually, I actually think, I actually love that about Mayo and even just in general. Even like you know, in Clare at the weekend, you know, there was only seven thousand. I think there was fourteen thousand at the Mayo game, but like everyone was on the pitch after the Clare game. But I think that's a brilliant thing and let the young kids. That's a great and, part of the G. Yeah. Yeah. And the, Did you see Clifford with the Monaghan fans in in like there was a like a, a stampede for Clifford outside the stadium. Do you know, I, I think I said the clownish. Yeah, I'd be encouraged. I'd be encouraging that that little bit of celebration or just enjoy it. Like life is tough enough in January and February as oh, it is. I, I agree for the supporters, Tom. And, and to yeah. be fair, I don't think that the Mayo players. I, I know Paddy Durkin and Stephen Cole were interviewed after their. They know that they're experienced guys as well. Like, but yeah. um, but for Dublin, yeah, okay, they're zero from two. The, the Rossi's next, so they're under the pump. Maybe in terms of they need to get a couple of results. To, st- to stay in Division 1 but I think they're capable of doing that but I think performance wise um, I think there was massive massive improvement from even just a, a week before about the players the younger players and also the structure of the, of the defence um, so I, I don't think Desi Fair will be overly concerned Do you know what's one score that keeps happening constantly is no. the shot dropping short in the up in the net like yeah. it is, it, a game can be going one direction and suddenly a shot drops short. It's completely changed through no design, no science, no training, no anything. That's always so part of the game dangerous. though, Jimmy, isn't it? Like, that's just always, it is, always part of the game. It Mayo, needs, it's Mayo like it needs more work. Mayo and Dublin have got unbelievable joy off it offensively. Kerry got a goal this weekend off it with Dermot yeah. O'Connor. But like, Connor Glass, obviously. Well, Connor Glass is, is unique when it goes straight in. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Actually, I'd be claiming that one. Do you know, do you know what I, I'd be saying? I, I seen him. I knew straight away he fluked it. He actually came out and said he fluked but, it, then, didn't but he? But showed how bad yeah, the wind was. Like, like he he tries to bury that, and he's in the D. Like you know, that was tough, tough conditions. But I, uh, no, but th- those goals always happen, Jimmy. Always, you've been there, about about what thirteen? No, the, but there's that's what I mean. They're so they're 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 so common. It's mad. That, like, so, so what's the solution? So hard, what's the solution? I think you, you need if you to, were a you need to work defensively. Coach. Yeah, work defensively more on him because if that was to cost you, hmm. you know, I think it's, you need it's your horrible. goalkeeper to be a killer in that situation. Yeah, but it happens like that. Like, it happens so quickly. On the end one, L. Noel Morgan does it. Comes out and it's like you're all getting it, um, mm. and I got it. Yeah. But um, 
but I think the goalkeeper needs to, to take control of it. And then, that was a bit more to the sideline, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was a, more of a, a unique angle that wasn't a drop short. But um, but I think you're relying on your goalkeeper to come and then your full back line to be, like the, for the Mayo goal, uh, I don't think they see Cohen there at all. And yeah, he comes in yeah, from yeah. the side, it's brilliant from him. You know, he's kind of, but you need your defenders to box out the old basketball term where you're keeping your goalkeeper free and he's the only one that should be going up. And, and that's another thing for, for Dublin. Look at the players as well. Like Theo Clancy's there, Dave Lohanlin's in goals. So they're inexperienced players. You learn from that. that that's what happens with, with younger players. Yeah. But I definitely, if I'm in that situation, you want your goalkeeper being the guy. He's the one going up and everyone else on the ground, protect him. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, that, it's that new rule with the, well, not new rule, no, but you can be in the square waiting for it. So yeah. like it is you, once the ball is kicked you can then once move the into kicked, the square and, the and wait for it in there yeah. you, you yeah. tell me you were giving it the big one on Twitter there over the weekend was there something yeah there was a controversy over the Clare uh, in the Clare West Mead game yeah. so there was a you massive had, you had the steals out and everything I had the steals out yeah. oh, you Clare, I thought it might be on the Sunday game but it wasn't <laughs> on the Sunday game now the problem with the still is oh, here we there's go. a player in the middle now I don't think he's in the square and he's not involved in the play but some what people game are saying this this is Claire Westmead. Claire got a last minute goal to put them three oh, up. Yeah. Disallowed, and Ronan O'Toole goes down and swings over the winner for Westmead. So big win for could West be a big Mead. result. They need to get out of that division. They need to yeah. get out of there. Get up to the division. Big, big result for Westmead. And um, but like the Cormac Murray comes in at the back post. It's a, it's a great move down along the end line. Squared Murray makes a run from deep, nowhere near the square when the ball is squared to him. But there is a player seemingly on top of the square. Now, I don't think it is that. I don't think that's what the call is, but I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Name it, Shane. Uh, Who's the ref? And give Jimmy's the umpire's names. Oh, I didn't I didn't even check. I didn't even check that up, lads. Umpire does not up. want to make a decision there. No. Like, but, uh, Tyke Morley actually was in the square for his... Do you see his chance where he pammed it oh, wide? Yeah. That was a square ball as well. He was waiting. Yeah, Will he be getting ball. big grief over that, James? I hope so. <laughs> Probably will. He's a no, little I'd say get a bit of banter. Like, yeah, the yeah. they'd have a bit of banter about well. that in It's a it's a defender as well. You're always you get a little bit more leeway. It was similar enough to Pascal's one the week before against Monaghan, where he, he's not with his palm to cross. You think it's a goal, just waiting for the net to rustle. So yeah, yeah. Morley's was probably a little bit worse. But look, they, they won the game, and he was having a little bit of a chortle on the way back out himself. Yeah, he, he, he knew it was a disaster. He'll get a bit of stick, all right? Yeah, right. The, uh, <laughs> the division three results. Just before, before we come back, because I want to go to Derry briefly. But the division three results. Oren Murdoch scored 2-3, two, two beautiful penalties, both in their top corner for down. They hammered Limerick 316 to nine points. Uh, down are looking good for promotion straight out. Westmead also on uh, in a good place. They bet clear, as you mentioned, with that um, that late disallowed goal. Controversial. Not sure if VAR or Timo would have made the difference there, lads, but we might get, leave that one. Uh, Antrim have continued their strong start. A 2-5 to 1-7 win against Offaly. A couple of low-scoring games here. But I think the, the win was wrecking havoc. Bad. Yeah, weren't bad. great. But um, yeah, Antrim on four points as well in Division 3. And uh, Offaly uh, winless so far. And Sligo, a late winner from Sean Carbine, got them past Oshin McCombo's Wicklow. So Wicklow have been unlucky. Um, they haven't Cross McLean Derby, McEntee and Oshin McCombo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's a... Down Antrim Westmead all on four points. Limerick, Wicklow, and Offaly all on zero points in Division Three. In Division Four, uh, Leitrim were made to work for it, but they got past London, so they're still top of the table. They bet London by five. Thank you. Great Dara tip. Rooney kicking five points. Uh, tip overturning Longford. Paddy, I think yeah. you were just saying that. That was a big win. And the curse of the Upper Cup champions continues. Yeah. They've lost their first two again, Longford. <laughs> Jimmy, so you, went big on the, you went big on Longford. Yeah. Yeah. They've over celebrated that World Cup again. But Cork won the McGrath Cup on penalties and they've had a disaster as well. They over celebrated, it's actually a thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so um, that was uh, those two results in Division 4. Then we had Carlo hammering Waterford. So Waterford at rock bottom. Carlo uh, had a good start. And then the biggest kind of thing from Leash Wexford was, was off the pitch. Justy. And the Justin, the Justin <laughs> McNulty. Controversy with the SDLD. Sport and politics don't mix. That's the old saying. They mix. They mix on this pod, but I'm not sure where we go with this. Obviously, it's been an historic couple of days in the north um, with yeah. Michelle O'Neill taking charge. But uh, it was obviously called at short notice, and McNulty was at the first sitting of the Northern Ireland Assembly on snuck Saturday. Out the back, like. But he snuck out the back. <laughs> I'll have to shoot off here, lads. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch so. up on Zoom. Record this meeting. <laughs> 
He's uh, just as great. He's obviously... he, was, he was my club coach a couple of years. Oh, Bridget. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Justy Beck, just in case. Yeah. So, hmm. um, yeah. Look, there's there's people putting it to him that he's going to have to make a decision between, you know, being a sitting politician and uh, nah, and Stormont and the thing. But I'm not sure that's going to happen. Blow we'll see. He's had a great start though with Leash and yes. Killian Roach, the Clare goalkeeper who's transferred up to Leash, has kicked another five. Manuel so Neuer, ten, fly points. Goalkeeper. 10 points in two games. Yeah, so he's flying. It's got career. Yeah, Division 3 and 4. So Leitrim, Carlo, Leash, all on four points. London, Longford, Waterford, each with, three, with two defeats so far. Some of the other results then. In the other games, then in Division One, you're trying you to bury Mead here in Division Two because you know mm. you're trying well, to get around. Let's focus that. on Mead. I think yeah, I yeah, you're always him. big for Mead here. Thursdays, members pod. You just say that anyone, if anyone don't want to talk about it, we mentioned it on Thursday. Put it this way: if Mead had got a result up at Armagh, you would have been. It would have been delayed. It would have been top of the top of the shot. You're a disgrace. What what I'll say about Mead is they they just aren't functioning I was going to say in attack but really anywhere yet at the minute uh, but it's Tough game mostly in attack man, that's, yeah. that's a matter of defeat matter of defeat yeah, that good, team holiday good too heavy for it's very early in the year that's very very early in the year where did and they go on the team holiday actually after yeah Celtic? sorry I didn't hear about this I can't remember I did see them somewhere and Rorke was out with them all I can't remember exactly where it was though I think it could have been Spain or Mabea or something for five days oh Europe I can't okay. remember that's can't remember. Right. You've got to go for but, it. Okay, yeah. we want to start with Division 2. Jesus, whether it's that Proper team holiday. Yeah, Bristol for three days. Like. Westmead are in Cancun for two yeah. weeks. I Maybe that's either. the problem. If Mead went to Marbella, that's a shambles. You're better yeah, than that. There should be a revolt. Yeah, Anyways, that's, that's what's happened. Yeah, we've got Armagh, 2-16. Mead, 10 points. A bit of a whooping. Armagh, nine different scorers. And Paddy, I can't remember if you mentioned them in one of your players to watch but in our WhatsApp group you certainly gave Keane McConville a plug he scored 1-1 seems to be getting his chance this year after being um, tipped to break through the last he's couple of years so yeah impressive from Keane McConville Mead as I said not really functioning in attack young Owen Frayne has kicked 9 points in the two games but they're not getting enough joy from others they've had 10 players who played Sigerson midweek and also played in both of those games. So Mead are one of the counties that are caught with that. But there's a few counties in that boat as well. Um, I'd say once the Sigerson Cup is over, Colin O'Rourke will be a happy man. Fermanagh, flying lads. Kieran Donnelly has got this side molding really well. I'm not sure if you watched it on Saturday evening. I had a good eye on this game. Ryan yeah. Bogue, their goalkeeper, saved the late Kevin Feely penalty. But I don't think there would have been enough time for an equaliser. Um, Fermanagh win by four. Sean Cassidy in great form one of the top scorers from play in the league so far Caldero are now in serious trouble yeah mm. uh, Stats and Solos a GA account uh, on Twitter have the percentages worked out for who is likely to go up or stay up or stay down get relegated guys yeah and Caldero's percentages of staying up at the moment are very very low I'm not yes. sure what the metrics are in that but we we genuinely will do that Thursday as we mentioned Loud 2-9 Cork 13 points and Cavan fell just short against Donegal um, we might come back to this game in a few minutes. Donegal winning by a point, thirteen to twelve. They continue their good run. So I think the results the, we've already mentioned in that in, in Division Two, though, like Cavan and Fermanagh are better than what like the stats will give them. Like, oh, say, yeah. if you're saying the Kildare yeah. are going to go down because they play the two promoted teams, but they're probably going to end up being two of the most challenging games in the division. You still think yeah. Kildare are as trouble as they are? They've too much quality. Yeah, I'm surprised with. Cavan going well doesn't doesn't surprise me. I, I thought they'd have a decent run in Division Two. Fermanagh does, I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised uh, and a big yeah. one for them. And they're full value against Clare as well. So, um, tough how many points to stay up? Is it? Would you you need six or would you need, you need seven? five or six? It was five six, last five. year. Five. Meet at meet at five last year. A draw with Limerick late on is what saved their bacon. If, uh, if you look the at the Kildare, you know people are going to take the mic out of Clare. Um, they've the tougher games on paper in Division 2 are still ahead of them. I know. That's like, in their current form, do you fancy Kildare getting something out of our bar do you know, that's, you know, Kildare maybe. They've still got low meat in Cork then though. True. Yeah, but we said it'd be the most competitive division and it's, yeah. it is showing that so, there's, there's work to be done most certainly. Yeah. Um, and Ocean Gallon made a return for Donegal to begin Demi Burty and Gallon, Sean Patton as well. Not sure if you saw him one of Patton's kickouts, but I don't know what the Blazers. Oh my god, it was like eighty yards. Uh 
In Division 1, we've already gone through Mayo 112, Dublin 14. We have briefly, if we actually haven't touched on, Monaghan 112, Kerry 315. We'll come back to that in a second. Roscommon drew nine points apiece with Galway. Roscommon had the Bridgets boys back. Galway missing Kelly, Comer, Walsh. But I don't know, like David Burke was making the point afterwards that regardless of when you play, you're going to be missing players. So he's happy with how his Galway side are getting on. He's happy with who he has. Um, David Burke. Yeah. He's the Roscommon manager. The Rossi manager. That's what he was saying about Roscommon and Galway. They're both missing players. Oh, it, okay. it evens itself out. As, uh, as the no, not, not you said. The Burke was happy with how his Galway side were going. Yeah, oh, did I say that? Yeah, you've yeah. had a hell of a time. Thanks for catching me there, lads. Fair Leave play to you. Leave that in. Um, I want to come to this though. Derry won 12, Tyrone 9. Obviously, uh, all the attention was on Mickey Hart. There was a great photo, I'm not sure if you saw it, of his, I was on BBC Sport, of his hat blown away, his Derry hat getting blown off his head. But anyways, <laughs> Derry won 12, Tyrone 9 points. Paddy, I want to get your take on this because you had a 9 in it. Tyrone had a couple of goal chances in the first half and they were they were in the mix, but it really kind of fell apart in that second half. Yeah, look, look, conditions were really, really difficult. Obviously, um, shooting at the dresser bed was a massive breeze going in there, but we just seen... I thought Tyrone were actually quite good in the first half. They had those couple of chances. They were... They were keeping in touch against really, really difficult conditions, and they thought, "Okay, this is." You expected some, like the reaction over the winter with Mickey Hart going to throne is one of outrage. Like, yeah, are going to Derry. Sorry, and it's like when this game is on, the Tyrone lads are going to be flat to the mat. And I got the sense in the first half, okay, it was really good. Um, Derry were obviously winning the half time, but you thought they're going to have to deal with serious pressure in the second half, and it was really really disappointed with Toronto in that second half um, I tipped them to struggle in Division 1 this year even with you know we were talking about Derek Hannibal last week um, I thought the shot selection you know we've all been there lads there was a big win behind you going if I get a, a yard here I'm pulling the trigger but I thought their, their shot selection in the second half was really really poor but the biggest thing that annoyed me about them if you look at the last 10 minutes of that game they're and particularly one of the last kickouts, they're trailing, I think it was 12-7 at the time, and Morgan gets a ball about maybe 50 yards out from goal and pulls the trigger outside of the right foot. Really good strike, and you're thinking, okay, I know he's the goalkeeper, but you might back up the score. That. It doesn't go over. But he's pushed up uh, on the kickout, and Orlidge gets two short kickouts off in the final 10 minutes. And this is with Morgan pushed up. So you mm. think, all right, it's a really aggressive press. You're losing the game. You need to get the ball back. You have to even win that you're back. I am talking like full core press and the rest in that mm-hmm. situation. And Tyrone, Orlis just chips it off. The, the body's up there, but there's no intensity. There's no intent in getting the ball back. All this talk for two or three months about, oh, Mickey Hart this, Mickey Hart that, and Tyrone. This, you know, the teams we played against, Jimmy, Tyrone were fucking horrible to play against. They were, their thoroughness was brilliant for them, but they made it really difficult. I don't think they have that. I said it last year. I thought they'd gone soft in a way. And I just thought the final 10 minutes, if they watched that back, letting short kickouts get chipped off, there he keep the ball for the next five minutes. Connor Glass's goal actually comes out of it. And you're just thinking, I thought this, I thought you were hurt about this. I thought this was like, this was the big game, the big derby, and uh, the edge is going to be back in your play. And I just didn't see it at all. I thought those 10 minutes, if they look back, Brian Dewar and Fergal Logan or just the players themselves your body's up there but you're not you're not hunting I didn't see any intent in that and that was the surprising thing for me yeah. and you, you look around and go okay they've lost a couple of older players um, and particularly on the pitch at the end of the forward line but Curry had gone off they had a couple of younger guys but you could maybe excuse younger players they're not they're not going to be barking and shouting and pulling guys down and things like that but that's what's needed in that situation that intensity yeah. You're losing the game. You've got to get the ball back. And I just it it is it is a fairly significant split. I think it's like six nine between their established players and some of the younger players that are coming in now. I'm including maybe Rory Canavan and the younger yeah, players there. But, but, but like, tell me, and I get that. I get younger players are just talking about a Dublin situation. Younger players might make mistakes. They've got to learn. That's the, the nature of it. But in terms of intensity and yeah, like nastiness. I we're losing this game. We're going to do whatever we have to to give ourselves a chance to win it. Pull guys down, push up on the kickouts, make it an absolute nightmare. Don't let two short kickouts off and let the opposition keep the ball for five, six minutes at a time. Like it was easy for Derry. 
that's the biggest um, challenge to that Tyrone team that, that it was actually easy for Derry in the last 10 minutes and all, all I'd heard for the last three months was Tyrone are going up for Derry and how could Mickey Hart do this I didn't see that in their play at all in that second half and I think that's the massive disappointment it's been and it's an accusation I'd have against them for the last couple of seasons that that the remember? edge and the nastiest which made Tyrone all their best teams they're four all early with the teams they're brilliant players but they were I tell you what you didn't like playing against them and I, I do not think that's the case with this Tyrone team I, I'd agree to an extent. I think they are so short in terms of experience, though. The fellas are trying to find their feet at the moment. I, and I've been critical of Tyrone as well. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be a great year for them. I think they have too oh. much, um, they have too much work to do in getting fellas through. But even last year, do you remember Matty Donnelly came back from injury and they back Harry. He, yeah, he seemed yeah, to be. Yeah, did the interview after where it was they were kind of addressing yeah. this. It was like yeah. great, great exactly. serious. Delighted for you. But it didn't follow on. Well, it takes those characters to to have that. Like they're they're down yeah. those bodies again this year, and they're thinking like we're back in the same spot. And I just don't think they have that kind of that leadership from the middle middle group. Maybe just yet. It'll it'll come. It, it's bound to come because it's Tyrone. But I don't I don't think they have it yet. And it's kind of it's their it's their thing. You know, they're a highly motivated, highly aggressive, yeah. highly nasty side when they're at their best. And if you're missing that, they, they, are missing they the don't team. have enough totally, They don't have totally enough in the rest of it, no. you know. And they, then you're just going to be completely relying on, on Canavan, the two of them probably, which is which is unfair. Yeah. Sean O'Donnell impressed me in the second half. Uh, a cousin, actually, of the Canavans. He kicked a couple of nice points. But for Derry, lads, and I was like... In terms of the inexperience of Tyrone, I suppose, and some of their players, like Derry are probably one of the most physical and punishing teams out there right now, aren't they? They're a really smart team as well. Like, like say, yeah. on, the, on the flip side, they keep the ball for the, what's in the last 10 minutes. Manager, I know Conor Glass gets the goal, probably a fortuitous goal in the end, but they, they control that game. And like I, said, I was interested to see that second half with the conditions go, are Tyrone going to come an onslaught here and Derry just control that game? control the game uh, McQuicken probably didn't have his best game you know because this is our tough when you start seeing him miss freeze as well like but we we said it the week before with their win in Tralee they're they're very focused on, there, there's no ambiguity about what their intentions are or what they're trying to do on, on the pitch Dave Mickey Hart is trying to build on what was built over the last couple of years and it's been a very good start for them with the McKenna Cup and two high profile wins obviously uh to go to Kerry and then to beat Tyrone with a couple of younger players that have got Ed Baker in the full back line and then a man of the match yesterday as well that is you know if you're Derry now for this two week break you are very very happy on the first six weeks of this 2024 I've got definitely yeah like Derry are um, in a position Tom where like they're obviously in, physic- in physically very good shape so yeah. you'd be thinking now that Mickey Hart to be working on those little tactical things that he brings those little changes to maybe how they attack or how even how they defend. Now they're, they're defending with a lot of bodies back at the moment, but I wonder as the year goes on, will they will they lose some of those body in defence and just kind of trust the defence a bit more? But even yeah. in attack, they look better. They well, just look, that's they the look thing. slicker well, and sharper. Carl Do you Murphy's want to... the type of player? They were like, he's he's got penetration. Yeah. He's he's he, brave. You know, we're looking like McGuigan's obviously top class, but Ethan Doherty has been. I know he's a young player there, but you're trying to nearly put some sort of scoring burden on him, whereas his game, he gets a brilliant score in the first half, nearly epitomises his game. He's, he's a brilliant transition player. And you know, Derry were kind of, Derry needed him to fill two stools, you know, be a brilliant transition player, but we need to score three or four points from Blade to something with Griggan. Whereas Cormac Murphy seems to be, and he, he's only a younger guy again, he's going to get better. He'll learn from that, but as an inexperienced at this level team, do you know what I mean? So if you're looking for him to come in and do that, but his style of play will cause defences trouble and it allows Doherty to play his more natural game. So, so that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Mickey Hart, what can I add to what's a really, really good team, the best team in Ulster the last couple of years, but they've been short on the All-Ireland stage. I need two or three things. Might be a tactical thing. Are Derry going to get much fitter? I agree, Jimmy. They're one of the fittest teams there are already. No. So it's, can we get one or two nuggets, additional players who give us that little bit more depth? And you, in the fullback line, where they're not, they're not short like Baker, and then Murphy as a, a scoring threat, really direct player up front. 
that's that's what I mean. That's like after six weeks of the season, they're thinking they are their stock is going in the right direction, definitely. Yeah, I think James Cormac Murphy maybe one of our footballers of the weekend is he? hundred percent, definitely. So so like he actually, if you talk about leadership in Tyrone, he stood up and showed unbelievable leadership. And every time he got it, he went for the juggler, went for the posts, taking men on, creating goal chances. A handful, like even for the, a handful to mark someone He's like such that. a handful, yeah. It's like how handled the, the, the week before from, from Adam. Yeah, taking men on is so important because teams don't train for that either at the moment. All their training is getting bodies back. You'd be, you'd be surprised so how many fellas you can expose back there. There's, there's been times I've seen games... Even the doubles last day, Conor Callaghan was marking inside forwards from Mayo for, for spells of games because people are just getting bodies back and then you just pick someone up. Mm. Like if you probe and probe and probe and get it to a fella who's going to take a man on, it's so dangerous. Yeah. The only thing I would, I would add to Derry, and it can be worked on over the next couple of weeks easily, is sometimes when they're attacking, they go all the way into the goals. Do you know, like they're they're doing nice little intricate hand passing moves. They're on the six yard box and they come back out. Like if they can pull the trigger, maybe from 25, 30 yards, just have someone in the have someone in the pockets there who's confident I, at that. I agree. They pick up so many scores. What was condition, Surely conditions were playing a bit in that yesterday. Like definitely second gets in half, a couple of times. Yeah. And you're thinking because I'd say we're looking at going. How were you not shooting there? How were you not mm-hmm. taking a shot there? And true, uh, true. Sure, but I mean, even going back to last year and the year before, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, they're getting in like backdoor cuts and they're around on the end lines and stuff. And they could just chip a couple of easier, easier yeah. scores, especially when you get to Crow Park. If those easy scores are but, taken all the time, you'll rack up 20 points. Yeah, yeah that's a very good point. Uh, just on Murphy as well, I don't know if either of you felt this, but he reminds me a bit of Kevin McMiniman in the manner in which he moves and the shift of the shoulder and the kind of directness that he has. Like the, the points that he got cutting in, one off. He's cutting in on the right-hand side and he puts it over to his left. And then moments later, he does the exact same move, plays a 1-2 and puts it over to his right. Maybe that's the type of player, James, that you're looking mm. for. Maybe this is the type of player that can be a starter for them when it comes oh, to championship and mix it up. 150 million percent. He's nailed on. He is, he is <laughs> definitely going to start. million percent. Do you know what it is? It's his, um, his power in the change of direction. His power in the turn. That When he got it with a hand pass, he's a very... A very aggressive push off where he suddenly buys himself a couple of yards to to pull his the trigger. Agility, yeah, his agility, yeah, I his think, power. He's a handful. Yeah. So it you've got a, some players who get who get loads of ball inside there, and next thing they get it, but it takes them two or three steps to even realize where they are. He's getting it, and he's exploding out of the pass already for a shot. It's it, it, no, he's yeah, he's going to be he's going to be excellent. Paddy, we don't have long left here, but one of our other shouts for footballer of the week was another fella in the Calvinny oh, goal game. Oh, Gal. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I know you stole my hip from last week for players to watch, or week one. Um, a low enough sure. scoring game for, for him to skip, kick six points. Again, a tough, tough conditions up there, but he's he's a player. We said Dudley Gall are going to have to rely on to take some of that burden off Paddy McBrearty. And we know he's the talent, and it's just the case. We're disappointed not to say him a week one against Cork, like, but he just looks sure. so sharp, though. Yeah, that's he's put, put as a. It, Donegal have had a great start. We begin to get to a McKenna Cup final. To obviously a lot of change over their squad, but to get two from two, I didn't back them to get promoted. Remember, I, I, I felt they'd be short in Division Two, but it's a brilliant start. But if they are going to do anything, it's the likes Ushie Gala needs to kind of step up and be really one of the main players for them. And I thought over the weekend he was exceptional because we, we know he has the talent, but it's consistently seen it now over the next four or five weeks. Uh, he's, he's he will be such an important player for Donegal. James, I can't remember who said it, but I saw someone describe his his move as a stutter step, where he comes out to collect the ball, Gallon slows down for a split second, the defender mm. is on his heels and he bursts by him. You defender. can kind of see that there at the weekend. Yeah. Once the defender gets too tight, if you're if you're adept at taking fellas on and you can move your feet fast enough, like you can get around, especially he's playing in the in the centre, he's marking full backs who maybe aren't as agile as we said as as the corners like if you can just kind of buy that step get your body in front when i was taking on fellas i used to always try and get into their into their hands because if the best defenders if you ever look at them they're tackling you with their with their body with their chest because you can't go around that but as soon as a fella sticks out an arm you can bat that away or he'll pull you or he'll follow you in some way yeah 
So he, he would always see him when he's going past the fella, he's always just out of reach of the of the chest. And next thing, this fella's pawing at him. And it's, yeah. you're past him. It's job done. Impressive stuff. And then final shout, like Sean O'Shea, I know he's shooting the lights out. I know both players returned off the bench say, for Jack yeah. O'Connor. Oh, yeah, he's looking good. I think we'll be talking plenty about him as the year goes on. But a fella who impressed me without doing a huge amount last oh. week, and as the fella James has spoken about, it's just I think he's got the build and the physique and the power to play intercounty football straight away yeah. and make an impact. Same way we're saying Cormac Murphy could. And it's Killian Burke, and he got his first carry goal at the weekend. Mm. James, like, can he retain his place for the summer? Because it feels like Kerry needs somebody like Killian Burke to step up. It does. And look, we don't want to put too much pressure on, on a young Kerry no, forward. You don't, either, you don't want coming. to put too much pressure on. <laughs> the, the, the whole world knows Kerry needed 10 or 12. They need a half forward. Um, and I suppose Killian played with the 20s last year, had a great year at midfield. Usually that's a bit young to go straight into a senior team, but he had a great mm-hmm. club championship, had a great senior county championship, and he was playing, I suppose, full forward slash centre forward, kind of coming out, getting on loads of ball, playing a big role in his teams, showing great leadership in those. You could tell he had a bit of personality, he had a bit about him. And yeah. um, the way he takes on men, you, you just think, I think this fellow might be ready for it. So Jack's thrown him in at, at 12, I know that Jack kind of does that as well with fellas. No matter where you're going to end up, he'll kind of give you a spell on the wing because you pick up a lot of ball there and you kind of work your way into the side. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying to me a few times, you know, if you're going through maybe not your best patch, I'll play you 12 or 10 and you kind of you get your way back into it. So he's doing that with Killian. Where he's going to end up, I don't know. Could be there. He could be a brilliant half forward. But what he is, is very powerful runner, direct, great hands, good in the air, knows how to to take a score but what I liked the last day about him was he did the simple thing very very well he got it he gave it he moved again that's all you want you know you want the young fella to come in just do the simple things well not try and be a legend you know from the start just do the right thing and took his goal well worked hard for the team you know hopefully a big year for him yeah yeah impressive stuff from Killian Burke um and I would say we're going to have to decide on it, our, our footballer of the week. Oh, I think we, we'll leave back Jimmy in every 50 50 you've got with Jimmy this year. So, well, who picked Cormac Murphy? Jimmy. Was that, a, was that not I collected? We all did, did we? Yeah. I was collecting. I think Cormac oh. Murphy is the standout this week. Yeah, I think Cormac Murphy is a standout player Jesus as well. Christ. Yeah, so I think Cormac Murphy is going to pick that one. <laughs> Paddy, maybe next time. Um, joke. Okay, so the plan <laughs> for the next week we're back on Thursday. There's no inter county football next weekend, so there'll be no football oh. pod on Monday, but. You're more than welcome to tune in on Thursday on our members pod. Check out offtheball.com for slash join to, to figure out how to do that. Or you can just download the Off The Ball app um, where you can get all the Off The Ball podcasts and you get three free podcasts per month. So thanks very much for tuning in this week. It's been great to be back with Paddy and James. Lads, thanks a million. Thanks, Tom. See you, boys. Happy bank holiday. And to everyone at home, enjoy the bank holiday and I suppose the rest of the week. And we'll talk to you on Thursday.